Welcome to the Red Letters Podcast. In this podcast, we will explore topics that can be life-transforming while delivering a message of hope. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode as we start season four. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our community. We appreciate you. Hope you had a great uh, holiday season and a great New Year's. Um, so one of the thing, the first topic we actually want to kind of uh, chew on today is actually what do you need to let go of that possibly took place in 2023 that's going to hold you back or keep you from uh, having momentum in 2024? One of the things that I, I not not so much to dive into it, but maybe another way to look at it is lately I've been hearing a lot of people, especially in the fitness industry, big shout out to Jarek, um, but talking about that it's it's separation season. And so that word kind of stuck with me probably for the last three, four weeks um, as of going through the holidays and trying to just start anticipating what 2024 is going to look like. And I started feeling just inside of me that I got to separate me from me. I need to separate some uh, habits that maybe they're not necessarily bad, but they're not good. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're keeping me from being more effective in just my own life. And that affects every area, you know, my church life, my family life, my business life. So I think for me, um, it's separation time, separation season, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, looking at the transition going from 2023 to 2024. So maybe that's another way you could look at that as we dive into this topic. Separating yourself from yourself. What do you mean, Tony? I know it sounds a little weird, like if you have a uh, dual personality. Yeah, yeah, like what's going on here? (laughs) But more more just like um, sometimes we think that doing the same thing, like that insanity statement, we're doing the same thing but expecting different results. That's kind of what I'm looking at. Um, But I think that there's things maybe like even time management, me and my wife were just talking about that yesterday. Um, but like even how I manage my time that, you know what, I really maybe need to start getting up a little bit earlier to add more time to my life instead of, you know, uh, waking up at, let's just say seven or eight, maybe I start getting up at five or six Mm -hmm. and start using that time to better start my day. So that by the time I go to sleep, I could actually look back and see that, you know what, I actually got more things done Mm -hmm. and and I was more effective, not just a big checklist of all these different things I have to take care of, but like putting things in priority, making sure that the more important things do get done that day instead of always, oh, I'll just leave it for tomorrow or that famous, oh, I'll just wait till Monday. You know what I mean? That's kind of what I'm saying is uh, maybe my mentality of separating uh, how I would do things, how I uh, anticipate doing them now. Maybe that would be a better way of explaining it. I think for for me, I think this year, I think a lot of distractions. Like I think going along those lines of separation, Mm -hmm. I feel like for me, a lot of it, what holds me back is like distractions. I usually have like, I feel like I'm always keeping my mind busy with something rather than sitting quiet. I feel like, and I know that I, we, it's hard for a lot of people to sit quiet, you know, you know, whether it's in prayer, whether it's in reading, I feel like I'm always having my mind busy. And I think over where, to the point where it starts to 
be almost when I get home, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just feel like I was, like my mind's still racing after, you know, if I'm watching like TV shows, I have podcasts, reading like audiobooks, I have so much stuff that I go through and I feel like not all of it's benefiting me. And so I think weeding out distractions for me for this new year, because I feel like towards the end of the end of this year, I'm like, man, I feel like I, I spent a lot of time like one of the first things when me and Jess get into bed, I put on the TV, not really, you know, but then and then Jess started pointing it out like, oh, no, we got to talk about our day or something like that. She says along those lines, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, it's almost like a habit for me just a to default. put something on. Yeah. <laughs> to have some background noise? Yeah, you think? yeah, oh, okay. for background noise. But then for me, I get distracted too. So if Jess is trying to talk, then I get distracted, you know, on what I'm watching. Yeah. Um, but that's for me, I think, distractions to weed those out, you know? I actually have a question, uh, Gio, because I like that. Um, are you distracted when you feel you're doing something productive for yourself, or are you distracted just in general? I feel like I distract myself on purpose almost to where I don't really want to be quiet. Oh, that's okay. like some, avoiding I catch myself, it. Yeah, I catch myself avoiding it. And then the times I do it, I'm like, I could feel like a breathe. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, the next day, I, I distract myself almost out of habit, it feels like. If that makes sense. Yeah. You're oh, your okay. mother's son. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, because I think I, I struggle with that too, actually. So so being in a quiet place is... Yeah, I think for me, like going to this new year is finding more time to be quiet. <laughs> you know, my, make my mind quiet. You know, I think that's for me. But I think the difference between you and mom is mom can be quiet. She just gets easily distracted. That's it. Well, that's what he says. He actually distracts himself. Well, he distracts himself. I think you just get distracted. But I'm thinking, I'm, I, well, my, yeah, my curiosity, you know, my right. curiosity I do, is, I, yeah. I why get do you distract yourself? Mm. Are you hiding from something? Are you afraid to be quiet? Like, what is the reason why you do it? Why you sabotage mm. yourself? Oh, dig deep. Do you know what I mean? I don't. I, I think. I think for me, it almost feels like. I don't know. I don't know what it, how I would put it into words, but it almost like where I need like my brain or like my brain needs like stimulation. I guess if that makes any sense. Or you know? is it oh. that you need to? I'm wondering. <laughs> uh-huh. Is it something like you need to feel like you're doing something, even if th- that something is thinking? Yeah. To feel that you're being productive. I I feel like I think that actually pretty like hit the nail on the head nail on the head because I feel like when like if I'm at work and if it's slow mm-hmm. when I go home I don't feel like I did anything uh. and I feel like ugh you know I I'm, I don't feel good about like my day okay. but if it's like when it's busy like bigger jobs and stuff and I'm like just focused on work that's what stim- like makes me feel like oh I've done something and a lot of the stuff I I do it's more not even like. Um, it's more like self-help or like stuff um, yeah. that just does help me. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like I always have something on in my head, you know. But I feel like I don't wa- learn to apply what I read rather than um, just keep listening and keep listening, you know. Or Yeah, it, it could be frustrating because it happens to me sometimes too where you get, I get, I would get frustrated because I'm accumulating so much information but I'm not apl- uh, applying yeah, that's as much, it, yeah. so you there's a deficit in the application side of it, but your information is growing, and then it, it, yeah, and then you're like, oh, there's a total imbalance here, and then a frustration kicks in, and so you're feeling like, oh man, I was just telling that about talking to Mama about that last night. I have all these things I still got to do, and I actually just sat down just to relax, and I'm like, I just got to figure out how I got to go ahead and move forward and get this stuff done now. Yeah. 
you know. Well, I I think along what you're saying as far as being quiet, because that's one thing I told myself for this year is I want to practice more being in the quiet. But for me, of course, my quiet is that time where it's just quiet, me and God, you know, not saying nothing, not moving my mouth or anything, just sitting and listening, you know, and letting him talk to me and then being more intentional this year in, in every area of my life, not just, you know, like one, getting rid of the distractions because I do easily get distracted and just focusing on my priorities putting my priorities in place and making sure that those come first and not allowing distractions to come in between those priorities. And also, I don't know about going to bed early. Um, <coughs> to be honest with you, I, I could, I, I could choose to go to bed early, but I choose not to because no, no, listen, because that is my alone time with me and God. It's my time of winding down. It's my quiet time. It's my time of being intentional with God and at, and aside to that also with myself spending time for me you know what I mean just for me to just relax and enjoy that quiet you know what I mean but I was going to ask you your quiet when you say being quiet what is your quiet well that's along the lines I think taking the time to like just listen you know, are you afraid feel, of what you're going to hear uh, to be honest maybe yeah yeah I feel like I don't know. I, I feel like there could be a part of it where I'm afraid. And then there's, I think, it might, yeah, I think it's probably more afraid. Why are you afraid? I don't know. I don't, I don't, this is going to be another topic. Well, well, maybe we'll talk about <laughs> yeah. it in the well, next topic. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know that there's a diagram since we're kind of like chewing on this a little bit, like on how to take care of things and how to put things in priority and to take care of the things that are more urgent. There's a, um, I just looked it up right now. I think they call it the Eisenhower matrix. And what it is, is it's, it's a square diagram. And in one corner you put important and urgent. Then to the right of that, it's non-urgent um, and non-urgent, but it's important. <laughs> then there's a uh, non-important, urgent, and then a non-important, non-urgent. So there's some, and I so I know it sounds a little confusing, <laughs> but like things that are urgent and important are the things you need to do. Yeah. Then there's things that are important but not urgent. Those you could schedule those things. Yeah. So it's kind of like it, um, it turns around and uh, helps like time management, seeing which yeah. category things are that we got to get done. And then important, not urgent means it might be something you could delegate that you don't necessarily have to do yourself. It's more of a, a task maybe. And then there's non-important, non-urgent, which you could probably sometimes just eliminate, <laughs> you know? So I just wanted to bring that up because it came to mind because it seemed like that's sort of what we're kind of talking about yeah. so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I don't know. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? I think when it comes to uh, distractions of the mind, you know, you're not physically being distracted. It's more of the mind thing. For me, what I have found that worked worked for me, and then I stopped doing it, and then I found myself going through that again, is list. I do like, I like lists, mm-hmm. like to-do lists. So tomorrow, what I have to do, but what I started, what I was adding on my list is time for prayer and time for um, meditation. Yeah. And I know it's the same thing. People yeah. say it's the same thing, but one of them is just being in total silence. Yeah. And I really enjoy that. And if you can be out in nature, it even does more 
to you as a person. But I find that a lot of people who are constantly distracted have a hard time doing it because we feel guilty. We mm. feel guilty that I'm not doing anything. Like I'm yeah. not doing it and I don't feel productive. And the, the world that we're living in today, it's almost like go, go, go. Like you're constantly having to do something and you have to give your, yourself permission to not do anything. Like yeah. to just be okay with not doing anything for 15 minutes a day, it's not a big deal. Or 15 minutes, you know, in, in six hours. And you should be okay with it. Yeah. But <clears throat> for me, your list sounds a little complicated for me, Tony. Yeah, yeah. But because I was kind of like, where do I no, put Let's go what? back and delete it. <laughs> I was like, where do I put what? But for me, it's... Um, you know, the things that I'm going to do, like I'll make a list, like what am I going to cook this week? It just makes it simple for me. Yeah. So I know what ingredients I need to get. And then uh, when do I do laundry? Like things like that. But I have my work list and then I have my home list and then I just stick to it. But what I like to do is when I'm sitting alone and not doing anything, it's like, I'm okay. Like I have to tell myself, it's okay. Don't feel guilty that you're just sitting here not doing anything. So I don't know. Maybe uh, you seem like someone who's like uh -huh. an overachiever, uh -huh. and it's like, okay, calm down. It's okay to be okay. Yeah. To just like not be doing anything for a little while. Yeah. yeah. What What other things maybe are on in our lives or on our plate that maybe we need to eliminate that we've been carrying in 2023 that we need to change? moving forward to lighten the load so that we could maybe have our priorities in order. Anybody I wrote down, share? I wrote down pride for me and it's mm. not like the type of pride that, um, who I'm better than somebody. No, it's more like a pride <laughs> of don't be so quick. Uh, when someone doesn't talk about, you know, their walk with God or that they don't go to church, not to be so quick to be like, well, you know, you're in the wrong. And I don't say it like that, but I know that what I'm saying is, is sending that message and got it's it, not fair it. to that person. And I think that that on my side, it's, it's, it's a type of pride because I'm doing it, but it's not fair to the other individual. And that's something that I want to hopefully leave in 2023 and have a softer, more way of doing it and say, you know, inviting people to church without putting that guilt on them yeah, or yeah, making yeah. them feel like, well, maybe this is why this is going on in your life. Cause I have a habit of doing it in a way where it's passive aggressive <laughs> and uh, not acting like it is. And it's like, I know people get it. And, you know, I, I shouldn't do that. It's just love people and let that pride go. So for me, it's it's more because I, I do it to my husband too. Like, well, you know, if you read the Bible more, you know, it's like, or if you did this and uh, or if you sat down and prayed a little more and he's like, babe, I do. And it's like, I know that's for me, that's pride. And it's it's not right. It's not right. So I do want to. I, I hope to leave that behind. I have a whole list. <laughs> Is that kind of like a hashtag control, not control? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So I am uh, working on, on, that's one of the things that I really want to work on. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, just by you bringing that up, it almost sounds like, you know, even like how we view things and uh, communicate, like changing the filters we use. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's probably... Well, I think now you're talking about filters. I would say loving people through the eyes of Jesus and loving them where they're at yeah. and not being quick to get them to our level, right, of where you or where you want them to be or expect them to be, but meeting them where they're at and being patient with them and just being the example right. versus the voice, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that's a form of even, you know, being quiet, but having influence with your walk. Yeah, that could be like along the lines of relinquishing what you think you have control over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good it's way to look at it. surrendering, really, yeah, because just being a vessel. 
Yeah, because at the end of the day, you can't control the other person. So I think if you put aside the expectation and just leave it in the department of hope, it might work better for you. Yeah. And then you know you won't get angry, you won't mm-hmm. be upset if they don't follow through and they don't do it right. because you already know and you're mm-hmm. okay with it. You know, it's in there, it's in God's timing, not our timing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think God, I, think, I believe there's a verse, I, I'd have to look it up, but where it says that everybody, God, God has an appointed time for everybody. Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, anyways. <laughs> the other one I wanted to talk about was... Um, old accomplishments, like, uh, mm. whatever oh, it is that you good. accomplished, it's like, okay, we can't stay there. Like we can't, w- there's more, obviously if God gave us another day, he has given us another opportunity. So there's more room to grow, but we, a lot of us stay in our old accomplishment because, oh, I got this job and it's a, the best job, or I was able to write this paper and it was the best paper, but we don't move from there anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like letting, understanding that that was an accomplishment for 2023, 2024, I'm expecting more from myself, and I know that others are expecting more from me. So I don't know if you have anything to say on that, Tony. But that, that's that's um, really good. I know they say that a lot of times our biggest enemies are our past accomplishments. So it's another way of saying the same thing. That you know we look at our old uh, accomplishments and think that that was good enough, and we brag about it for not even just 2023. I know people that are bragging five, ten years yeah. that it was that long ago, and they're still like, that's the biggest thing they could brag about. And it's actually a sad thing because they're snitching on themselves wow. that they ain't got no victory since then, or if they did, they don't value it or esteem it to that level. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that that's an amazing thing to do is to turn around and think, okay, what do I, and I think at the end of the day, we need to be doing it ultimately for us, even though other people might uh, expect it and or benefit Mm -hmm. from it. But I think really we have to be doing what we do in every area, your walk with God, your, your, your work, your business, whatever it is, your family life, your relationships. We all have to bring our best to the table because we choose to, mm-hmm. not because we have this checklist of performance that we have to do because somebody's looking over our shoulder, whether it's a husband, wife, we, a pastor, your boss, yeah, your adult children especially. Um, I think that that's a really good way to kind of make sure that we have the right motivation moving forward because we want to make our life count. Yes, exactly. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and throw this one out there. Um, unforgiveness. Ooh, that's a good That's one. also another one that I say, you know what? I think every new year, it should be like every new day. Like every new day should start with that. I, whatever I was holding on to on anyone or if I have any unforgiveness for anyone, I'm going to, I'm going to start today fresh and I'm going to let it go. But that means we really, really let it go. That doesn't mean we bring it up at the first moment that we're, you know, someone makes us mad or that per that same person says something. And now again, we're angry at them because they, this is the way that they are. Mm -hmm. So it's like unforgiveness. It's like looking at them through a new lens. It's like, I know people say, I, I've heard this, when they say, well, that's just the way they are. Well, then I have to have a different approach to it. And maybe my approach can break down just the way they are and they can become a different person. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, we have to become different in order to receive different from somebody else. So unforgiveness for me is something that we shouldn't just do at the beginning of the year. It's something we should do every single morning when we get up. It's like forgive those that hurt us, and also learn to forgive ourselves for whatever we did wrong and whatever we weren't able to do the day before. Mm. You know what? I'm going to bring up a question. 
because I've, I've heard it many times and you had just shared it right now. And I battled with my answer for this. Mm-hmm. Many times I know we say that we need to forgive the other person or somebody who has hurt us. That I totally understand. But I, here's what, where, where I'm not quite sure what the answer is. And again, like I debated this in my head. And I've even said this, that we need to be able to forgive ourselves. Yeah. But I don't find that in the Bible. And, and I've heard some people say that you need to do that. And some people, some people say that you need to do it. Some people say, no, you don't need to. And I used to tell people that. And just to kind of poke at that question, um, my answer now has kind of changed. I'm not so quick to say that we need to forgive ourselves. I think... Once we do that, I think we're erasing the whole faith walk with God and the trust in Him and our identity in Him because there's nowhere I've ever heard Jesus tell somebody, forgive yourself or anybody. And Jesus' words are the highest level of importance within the Bible. So now I'm actually not quick to say that. I actually say, hey, look, you need to forgive and you need to receive forgiveness ultimately from God. And I think by by you doing that and, and receiving the forgiveness he gives you, that kind of erases that. But so, I don't I, I want to hear if you have another perspective. First Corinthians 13, 4 through 5. As the failure to forgive ourselves hinders our love of others, so our love for others can facilitate self-forgiveness. Mm. So in the reason that Whoops. <laughs> we can delete that part of the podcast. <laughs> That's good. Um, I never heard that one. Uh, it's actually another one, but another quote. I mean another verse. And in order to love others, you need to love yourself first. In, in, and if you can't find how to love and accept yourself, how can you say yourself? Like, this is me. Mm-hmm. I have to deal with this every day. I have to wake up with this and I can't stand me. And yet I'm going to look at another individual and say, hey, how are you? You're good like mm-hmm. this. I, I love I want to motivate you. And how do you do that when you can't love yourself? And I believe that's the same thing with forgiveness. If you can't forgive yourself, how are you preaching and teaching others to forgive others? When you can't even bring that forgiveness upon yourself and say, I messed up and I now forgive myself because God in heaven has forgiven me. I, that's how I see it. Because mm-hmm. I think for me, I'm, I'm speaking for me as a mother, mm-hmm. there's so many things that I had done wrong. And sometimes I sit back and those are things that I would sit there and kind of like, oh, and I couldn't move past it. Like my life reflected all of that because why did I spank? Why did I call them out of their name? Like I couldn't let that go. And when I found forgiveness for myself, I understood that I was a broken person. Like I was so broken and I didn't know any better. But when I knew better and I got to forgive myself, I don't do those things anymore. And and I've apologized to the boys, my boys, and I'm a better person because of it. Mm-hmm. But, so I think forgiveness is something that I, I think it, it just lives in the soul. and We need to let it go for yeah. ourselves. No, I, I believe 100% forgiveness is super important mm-hmm. above probably mo- most things because it keeps our walk with in life and our walk with God on the straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you call it? I guess how I've kind of digested um, the, the self-forgiveness, I think, is more like when I know that I've done something that isn't right, 
I'll either make it right by asking for forgiveness from that person and God, but then that's where I have to kind of let it know, let myself kind of not really persuade myself, but just trust that God forgave me. So therefore, I kind of, I guess you could say I kind of maybe forgive myself at the same time, Mm -hmm. but it's more trusting that because he forgave me, I'm okay to move on. So I think that's probably like how I walk it out. Um, but I, I don't know if I just, I just maybe don't choose to use that term. I guess maybe that's what it is. Um, but that's kind of how I, I've looked at that. Ruthie, what are you going to say something? No. What was the verse that you read? Oh, she's going to a uh, fact checker. I like no, that. no, no, I just, I, I want to know like what translation it was. Oh, okay. I, it doesn't tell me the translation, but it is first Corinthians 13, four through five. Let me see if I find the translation. 13? Yeah. Okay. I, I Googled this, guys. <laughs> 13, 4 through 5? 13, 4 through 5. All right. Did you guys find it? Yeah, I did. I did. Okay. It might have been a different translation because yeah. the New King James 4 through 5, it says, Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It, it is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil and then it goes to six so i think because when i heard you first say first corinthians 13 i immediately thought love yeah. mm-hmm. because i think a part of quote-unquote loving yourself is forgiving yourself but mm-hmm. i do believe ultimately love and forgiveness can only truly be through the lens of christ yeah. recently like last wednesday when you spoke at church i was i was one of those because i cried hard mm. again this holiday season i cried a lot but <laughs> Wednesday, I cried so much so that the next day I told my dad, I was like, I felt like someone hit me with their car. Like my body felt tense. I don't know if you ever cried like that, like where your whole body tenses up. And so in the morning, I just felt like like sore. And I'm just like, man, this is the worst. But the night before, I cried really hard and I had no words. I just cried. Mm -hmm. And then the next couple of days, I was like, why was I crying so hard, Lord? Like, There's nothing specific, but it was like a multitude of things that were just kind of flooding me at once. And a part of it was the Lord is showing me how hard I am on myself Mm -hmm. as far as like even just receiving forgiveness, because I am someone who, when it comes to like the spiritual side, I'm really hard on myself. Like if I make one little mistake, if I overreact or get mad at someone, I cannot, I I can't forgive myself. I'm like, you're, you need to do five days of just water. You need to do da, 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 da. I can't do it. But that Wednesday, I felt the love of the father in a way where I I was reminded that I'm forgiven. And when I saw through the lens of Jesus, oh, I'm forgiven, then I didn't even think about forgiving myself. It was automatic. I woke up the next morning feeling lighter. I didn't even think about anything that I was like seeking forgiveness for myself for. Mm -hmm. I just walked in it the rest of the day. And it came with the Lord reminding me that I was forgiven. Yes. And that's how I forgive myself, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Oh, no, that totally makes sense. Yeah. And I think when you have a relationship with God, and, and this is why we do this, these mm-hmm. topics, because there's people that are don't. So when you have a relationship with God, I think it's very different. Like, mm-hmm. you know that he forgave you. So mm-hmm. we don't sit there, and I don't know if this is the right word, loathe. Like, oh, mm-hmm. my God, on yourself. It's like, right. oh, why did I do this? So... When you don't have that relationship with God, and the, and the reason I share this is because, and I don't know if we, the listeners listening right now, but 
a long time ago at church, I was standing behind, I, we were, uh, I was worshiping and I'm standing behind an individual and I felt God, like I felt the spirit. Like, I don't know how to explain because I know people, it's hard for people to understand this, said, tell him to forgive himself. He's asked everyone for forgiveness. He's forgiven everyone, but he won't forgive himself. And when I was like, why? I don't know him. Like, I, that's what I thought. I don't know him. And when I leaned in, I talked to his wife first, and then we started talking, and I said those words, and he broke down. He broke down, and he said, I don't know how to forgive myself because of everything that I've done. Mm -hmm. See, he didn't have a relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. He was establishing a relationship, mm -hmm. so he needed to have the okay of, it's okay for you to forgive yourself now. Mm -hmm. And um, that's where I come from. And when, I, when that happened, it, it impacted me so much because I didn't know that I hadn't forgiven myself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this is important too. Like I'm trying to establish a relationship with God, but not realizing that I'm holding on to all these things because I feel good holding on to him because if I let him go, it to me, it meant I didn't do it. No, you did do him and God has forgiven you for it. Now forgive yourself. And I, but that comes the way that you said it. I love it because that comes through a relationship with Christ. You know, you did something wrong and immediately you're like, Oh, you know, you said something and immediately it's like, Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Well, your heart knows. And then God feels it's like, okay, you're forgiven and we know how to move on. But for, for an individual who's struggling with that relationship is also going to struggle with mm -hmm. self-forgiveness. Yeah. I think of the woman who was caught in adultery yeah. and they're like, okay, you, don't laugh, Gio. No, cause we were listening to something about it, but mm -hmm. I'm thinking of her because she, the, the men who wanted to stone her yeah. were like, okay, Jesus, what do you say? Mm -hmm. And then Jesus tells them, okay, whoever's without sin cast his first stone. Yeah. And then afterwards, he's the one who tells her, where are your accusers now? Mm -hmm. Like Jesus, the one who could accuse her said, I'm not accusing you. He's like, get up, sin no more. Mm -hmm. So it's like the only person we should ever be seeking forgiveness from is the Lord. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you're automatic. You're not going to think about forgiving yourself. You're just going to remember, oh, I'm loved and forgiven, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. And you walk in that. And you walk in that. I love that. Yes. No, I was thinking guilt and condemnation, they come from man and they come from the enemy. Yeah. And just like the, the, the people surrounding the adulterous woman, they were, they were all, you know, with religious minds, religious spirit, whatever. They were, you know, under the law and they weren't seen through the lenses of Jesus. And I think that with even with the unbeliever, I believe that, you know, even if you don't have a relationship right now, if you believe in Jesus, right, then you can start now and, and know that guilt and condemnation doesn't come from God. It comes from the enemy. God didn't come to condemn the world. He didn't come to judge the world today. He came to love and to forgive and to be that example of what it is to receive forgiveness. It's his agape love. It's his unconditional love. He loves you unconditionally, right? It's just believing and knowing, right? Accepting that his love is enough mm -hmm. and that you're forgiven mm -hmm. because it's so easy to live in condemnation and guilt and going through the thing. Oh, I got to fast this many days. I got to do this now. I got to do this because I was there too. But now for me, you know, personally, you know, I would, and if, if I fell backwards, I felt like, so like, oh my God, I got to do all these different steps to get back to to, for God to accept me again, but now seeing who Jesus is and what he did when he came and he died on the cross, he died for our sins. He died for everything. You know, it's, it was a one deal package, right? But now it's just learning to walk 
towards him day by day, one day at a time, reading his word, you know, and, and getting to know who he is, because once you get to know who he is and you ask him to fill you with his love, because it's his love, that's going to give you the ability to forgive others and yourself. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so I think that even for, for, for just the person right now who doesn't have a relationship, I think that it's not too late. You could start now and simply like, if you know that Jesus is real and he exists, then just ask him, ask him to fill your heart right now. Ask him to come in and, and fill you with his love because his love isn't human love, right? Humanly, we can't love and forgive others, especially if we have unforgiveness towards somebody or a family member or friend, and you think, oh, I can never forgive that person. Well, yeah, maybe you can't, but he can. And if you allow him to fill you with his love, his agape love, his unconditional love, then he's going to give you that ability and, you know, to forgive that person and yourself because you're allowing his love to fill your heart you know, and stuff like that. And that supersedes all things, right? What, what is it? Um, oh my gosh, there's a scripture that talks about God's love where, where, um, Lord, help me remember it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I know what you're, I know where you're going. I no, I think kind of to sum up what I'm hearing and how I felt, feel about letting go of things in 2023 or of things from 2023 is the self-condemnation. Is to let go because I think that's where like unforgiveness is stems from and all these other things, shame, etc. I think living in 2024 with the reminder that I am forgiven, yep. not saying that I'm perfect because no one's perfect. And one of my favorite verses, which I cannot remember what it's where it's from, but no, it says that the righteous will fall because it that's just showing us humans. The righteous will fall, but it says that they will rise again. So I think that's something I held on to because I was like, I always thought if I live a righteous life, I can't sin. I can't, I can't make a mistake. Every day has to be like perfect. But that verse, when I read it, I was so encouraged because the Lord's like, look, you're going to stumble. You're not going to stumble as much. And by his grace and his mercy each day, when I do stumble, I can be reminded in that moment, okay, with a pure heart, I'm coming to you. I'm sorry. And then he forgives me and I walk the rest of the day. You know, because when you go through something, especially in 2023, every time something big would happen or something, I would make a mistake. I would live with it for like a week and it would affect my attitude. It would affect everything about my day, just everything. But this year I'm like, Lord, help me to receive your forgiveness the moment I ask for it and let it not affect the rest of my day, you know? But yeah, I feel like that's the biggest thing I, I'm letting go of in 2023. Well, that verse was Proverbs 24, 16. Thank you. Um, and and I think it's weird that we were talking about what we need to let go in 2023 to get it, you know, start a, a positive 2024 or to have momentum and, and how we're living our life, how we end up parking in the topic of forgiveness. So I think if, one, you don't have a relationship with God, you need to ask him to forgive you. Otherwise, you're just going to keep carrying this heavy load and it just gets, just FYI, it gets heavier. Um, and if, and, or if you have a relationship with God, that maybe you weren't the best steward of your life in 2023, maybe you actually need to just ask God to forgive you and start listening to his voice and what he's asking you to do by spending time with him so that you can have a productive and look back at the end of 2024, like, man, I did not think I was going to be able to do all that what, that took place and what I was able to do, but it was God's hand on my life because I, I stuck close to him this year. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's um, something that we could always keep in mind moving forward, especially on this topic. But one of the things that I just felt God kind of lay on my heart right now is that in the when we come to Him and we ask Him to forgive us, our biggest, yeah, the enemy is the, they say he's the accuser of the brethren and all that and points the finger and condemns you and all that. But the opposite of that and, and a struggle I know that many believers have is accepting it. We have the hardest time accepting 100%. his forgiveness. And I think if, if we could learn to accept what he says and what he says voids any other voice, my God, you you you'll you, you won't have to carry that that weight for that week like you were mentioning, Ruth, or anything else. But the word accepted is that God's looking at you face to face, eye to eye, and he's saying, I accept you. Mm-hmm. But will you believe that? Will I believe that? Mm-hmm. Acceptance is probably one word that we can't close this episode out without bringing up. Acceptance. Any good father accepts his kids. Yeah. No matter what function they're in, no matter what season they're in, no matter how dirty they are, we have to understand that he's already accepted us. That's real good. Really quickly, I don't know if we have time, but did you guys want to, I wanted to ask, what are you looking forward to in 2024? I don't even think, I don't don't even think about like the resolution or anything like this year. Um, Looking forward to you. I think from what me and Jess talked, we want to travel more. So, uh, yeah, I think this summer we want to go to Mexico. <laughs> but, with with me, with me, right? 10 yeah, minutes away. Yeah, well, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the, the, the... Mexico, yeah, Mexico. Mexico, Mexico. <laughs> yeah, but I think, I think traveling more, I think, for me. I want to travel with you, too. That's my Aww. 2023. <laughs> There's a reason why a car has a back seat. <laughs> I know she's going to sneak in our luggage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for, for me... I don't. I didn't think about it until we were doing this episode. But I actually, um, the um, we did this last year at church, and I want to do it again this year for me because I think I need a lot of it. But putting God first in everything, mm-hmm. I do want to take. I don't want to take. I don't want to go to Mexico, but I do want to travel. Um, not far, just within California. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like Driving far distance. places. Yeah, but I, for me, like putting God first above everything and in front of everything. Um, I want to do that this year. I, I really want to be intentional. Like for example, I want to, God, I want to take this trip. What do you think? I want to do stuff like that. Or God, uh, this is something that I've been struggling with guys. And I'm gonna put it out there because I do it all the time. At, we're at church, but the tithing, I kind of like, um, backslid if you will, uh, because I was, I was, <gasps> I was like, I know, I know. I was like, I'm always up there doing the tithing. And then sometimes I go in, I forget and, and I'm paying through there. And I'm like, Oh, but I said, you know what? I want to be intentional. And this is the reason why. In 2017, when I tied the whole year, I went on several trips. I uh, got, uh, it, was, it was an amazing year. And I never, ever needed money, ever. And it was like, I'm like, how did I? Because, I, you know, they give you uh, what you pay, what your tithings yeah. are at the end of the year. And I'm like, how did I do this? And I was still able to manage to do this. It doesn't add up. With God, it doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. But if you you trust him, and, and I'm not saying this because of the money. I'm not not because yeah. of the money. But the relationships with my children, the rela- how I've come. The experiences how, yes, you were able to have. Yeah. And, and, and how there is a strong bond between myself and my boys, myself and my husband, and how I've seen the change mm-hmm. in all these years. So I said, 
this year, I'm going to be so intentional. And with everything, when I have a conversation with my sister, God, I want you to be part of that conversation. When I go to work and I'm with my, you know, the, the foster kids that I work, God, I want you to be in the midst. I want you, I want to be intentional asking him to be part of everything at all times, sitting down with a meal, like on my way here, God, I wanted, I wanted to be so intentional. I want you to be part of this podcast, just everything. And I want to see how 2024 is going to end. Cause I know if 2023 was good, I know 2024 is going to be great. So that's, that's what I want to do. Yeah. That's me. I think for me, um, is I've had, I guess you could say either visions, not so much dreams, but just visions of how close I know I could walk with God and what that would look like and how it would affect those around me in a positive way that I don't feel like I've been, got there yet. Mm-hmm. I've had little seasons where it's been close to what I've seen is possible, but I think this year I would like to see that actually uh, happen. I, I, I Probably along his lines, what he just said, but I think to um, being more intentional, mm-hmm. um, more of a more of an example and I think to just focusing on my hobby that just became a business mm-hmm. and being intentional with that because I think my desire is, is I think for 2024 I don't know it's crazy but I see myself buying properties nice. I don't you know I don't see just one or two I I think like inside of me it's like it, you know I'm really seeing properties yeah so that's something that i'm gonna run with and be intentional with that as well yeah oh mine was to travel with geo oh there you go i forgot geo started it <laughs> no okay no i feel like it's along the lines of just like taking some sibling trips mm. whether they want to or not <laughs> you can drag them along you know, they're is that why you yeah. ordered those handcuffs from amazon <laughs> the, the masks yeah. the, the bags over their heads yeah <laughs> I ordered a truck just like put you in the back of it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, and wrapping up, um, you guys, just every listener out there, what is it that you want to let go of 2023? Whether it's an old accomplishment and you're going to come up higher, whether it's unforgiveness, whatever it is, maybe uh, you want to strengthen that relationship with your children, with your parents. This is the year to do it. We, we're not going to take time lightly anymore. We're just going to move forward and just go in all, go all in. We thank you so much for listening and can't wait to talk to you again. And just so you guys know, on our Instagram page, Red Letters, at Red Letters Podcast, um, we do have a link tree now. So if you go there, you click the link, it'll take you to everywhere that we stream on, all the platforms for our podcasts, our Facebook, where you can also get in touch with us, and our email. If you guys ever want to email us, you know, some words of encouragement, some advice, questions, concerns um, or topic ideas too we always appreciate it also you can always slide into the dms if you guys want i know that's a lot easier but yeah go and check us out and thanks for listening